Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. All right, moms, dads, parents, and guardians, we are back with Sarah Maynard. Sarah is a passionate storyteller and a lifelong learner. She has worked with kids for almost 20 years, and she is a children's book writer and illustrator and digital marketing communication strategist. So we're so privileged to have her back one more time. So without any further ado, here's Sarah Maynard. Sarah Thank you for being back with us again and putting out so much good information last time about how to keep our kids safe online. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. So I kind of still want to pick up all that, still talking about uh, kids being online and what we as parents should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing. As a matter of fact, let's just ask about that. What should and and what shouldn't we as parents and and kids be sharing online? Oh, this is a big one. So uh, a lot of times we hear about being authentic on the Internet, that you want to appear as an authentic person. But there's a fine line between authenticity and oversharing, which we see a lot. So oversharing would be like um, where people use any kind of online tools as their personal diary, and they're just kind of giving you a play-by-play, um, and sometimes get way too deep, <laughs> way wow. too deep. So well, I mean, seriously, seriously, yeah. they they use it like an online diary. I I remember back in the day when you didn't touch another person's diary. That mm. was extremely personal. So what you're saying is, is that kids are literally taking something that we used to consider so personal, so intimate, that we didn't want anybody to see it, and they're just putting it out there for anybody to see? Some, Yeah, in some cases they really are, because they don't understand how not private the the, the internet is. So when, when you have this screen in between you and other people, there's this feeling of anonymity that we end up having. So we think that we can share all of these things and it's okay because it's not going to come back to us, but it can. And in some cases it really does. So, so we need to make sure that we're really helping teach our kids what the difference is between being an authentic, real and honest person and oversharing. So where is that line between what things we shouldn't be sharing, right? So some things we that that we shouldn't share are any kinds of secrets that we have. Secrets. Now I'm not talking about I'm not talking about it's your friend's birthday party coming up and you're having a surprise party and you have a separate group just for the people that are coming to the party. Great. But I'm talking more about 
Like maybe it's something that you've talked about in your family that is not something that you would want to be um, shared on maybe a public news channel, right? Maybe it's something about yourself that you don't want to share in uh, that you don't want like hanging on a neighbor's refrigerator that you don't know. But when you post it on the internet, you're effectively doing something very, very similar. And it can, even if you're in a private group and you're having what you think is a private conversation. So for Snapchat example, for example, those chats disappear after a certain amount of time. But what you don't have control over is if you send something to a group chat, someone can can screenshot it, they can keep it and hold on to it, and then they have all the opportunity to reshare it if they want to. Wow. It's almost like having uh, where somebody could come up and put a billboard on you out on the street for everybody and their brother to see. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really important to when you're having these like big emotions and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to yell at them or I'm just going to tell them how angry I am or how sad I am or whatever emotion it is. And they make that decision to put it to put it out there without thinking, I can't get this back. So um, so it's important to teach them how to take those things offline. And when you have those big emotions, it's okay to put your device down and say, you know what, I'm going to go take a walk for 20 minutes, or I'm going to listen to some music for a little while, or something instead of immediately posting. Because when we when we do that, and we post with these big emotions, we almost always will have some kind of regret afterwards, um, yes. and some unintended consequences. <laughs> yes, and I can see also, and, and I do see, you know, we, when you're that young, you know, 13 and up and, and you're just putting stuff out there, one day you're going to want a job. Mm, I've got a good one for that. And, and they research and they're looking for you. Mm-hmm. And, and you got your little personal diary stuff out there, stuff that you would never want a prospective employer to yep. know about. Or other information about a friend uh, or a, a family member who did not give you permission to put exactly. that out there. And mm-hmm. that prospective employer is looking at that. Do I want somebody that's having that much drama in a family or drama between friends working for me? And, yeah. and, and, and kids are not thinking about that. But nope. parents need to, don't they? Parents need to be on top. Oh, definitely. Exactly. The welfare of their child. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought up um, jobs because there, there was an article I was reading about a woman who was going to the first day of her job. And so she tweeted that she was not excited. It was, she thought it was a terrible job. She was just doing it for the money and she wasn't looking forward to her first day the next day. And her future employer saw that and said, well, don't come in. You don't have a job here anymore. Wow. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. So don't, don't go out bad mouth and people or businesses because it can very easily come back to you. Right. And, and, and when you apply for, in that instance, when you apply for another job and you list that job and they ask, well, why did you, what happened there? Mm-hmm. And they tell them that this new perspective employer might yeah. not want to hire you. It follows you. It follows you. Exactly. Uh-huh. And I think that's this one of the scariest things, um, actually, for me when thinking about kids' safety online, because all of this will follow them. And 
especially when we think about us as parents and the internet was so new when, when our kids were small and we didn't know what we were doing and we posted every aspect of their lives for our friends and family. And so I actually just recently went back through my Facebook page and deleted years of pictures that I posted when my kids were small because the facial recognition is so good that that could potentially be picked up. And that was just something I didn't want to, didn't want to have to deal with. <laughs> wow. So, so it was a good thing when my, like my son was younger and, you know, my, my wife was wanting to take pictures when they were in the tub and everything, you know, I was pr- protecting, protecting his dignity. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I tell, I do tell parents that because I know how exciting it is to be able to share with friends and family who are far away. And so if you're going to be sharing photos like that on your Facebook or Instagram pages, make sure that your profile is private and not public. Or maybe you want to take like a little online cloud thing where you can upload some pictures mm-hmm. and send a link where they can download with a little note. Hey, this is for your private consumption Please yep. do not post these online because yeah. I'm going to agree with you. We post way too much. We post a lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now we have been, uh, you know, Sarah and Stan Downer. Okay. <laughs> so let's, let's move to something maybe a little bit more positive because the online presence is not all about the negatives. Okay. So Bob's mm-hmm. and parents and guardians, please don't take us wrong. Um, what are the positives of having your kid online? Oh, yes. So this is one thing I love teaching parents because we do, as parents, really always think about that. Like when, when you are a caregiver to a kid, your first thought is how do I protect them, right? So it, when you can think about all of these things online that are so scary, it can be hard to think about the positive things. But are our kids in this generation are finding themselves on the internet. They are able to open themselves up to different experiences that may not be so close to them, um, like uh, physical distance wise, but mm-hmm. they're able to find communities that that they connect with and they're able to find ways for them to feel more like a person and not an outcast. And that opportunity is humongous. Um, and just as we were talking just a little bit about jobs, just as much as you know, you can find things that people are just like, nope, I'm out. You can curate a profile online for that's almost like your, um, your virtual resume. And talk about all your highlights. Talk about that volunteer stuff you did. Talk about that award you got. And create, yeah, create a space that you can put that right on your college application and say, hey, come see my Instagram profile. Like, let me show you how awesome I am. (laughs) Yeah, that's about something definitely that we we as parents can can look at doing. And uh, and, and there are positives to even having your your teens online. Uh, I just... uh, Every once in a while, it seems like a new discovery to me. But, you know, I was traveling back with some friends from a camping event here last week. And uh, I, I I think it was on Google Maps. And I sent them, I shared with them where I was on the road. Mm-hmm. So they could see my whole trek coming in. So they knew when I got there. Now, that's a safety deal. You know, if you got a team yeah. that's driving somewhere and, and, and it's not 
snooping on them. It's not spying on them. Especially uh, if you've had this conversation with them before and they yeah. know about it. Like, let them know, hey, this is a safety thing. I want to make sure that you're getting where you need to go and I can help you out if you need it. Yeah. Absolutely. Because uh, my, and my dad did that with me. He said, son, hey, I'm not trying to snoop on you where you're going with your date and everything. But if you get stuck out there and I know that you say you're going to be back here at this time and you're not, it's not so much to get you in trouble. I know at that time, I probably ought to go be looking and making sure that you're okay. And sure enough, the first time I drive out on a date, uh, we have something wrong with the engine. And because I told my dad the times and everything, and he had an idea of where I was going and everything, there he comes, mm -hmm. fixes, fixes the car, and I get my date back and everything. And, and I learned from that. I said, you know what? It's not a bad thing to tell the parents because my 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 dad never spied on me or anything. It was for yeah. my safety. So having that conversation with your kids yeah. and then maybe even as a parent doing the same thing and say, you know what? I'm going to be going over here, taking a trip. Mm -hmm. I'm sending you a link so that you can see where mom and dad is coming in here so that you can watch out for my safety, because you're old enough to call for help for me. Yes. If I need help or something happens to me out there and, and, and you don't hear from me for a long time, you can go to the police and you'll be able to tell them, this is where uh, I last had contact with my parents. Yeah, exactly. It goes both ways. And I think that's a really, really great point to bring up. Definitely. So I love the concept about sitting down, having the conversation, and then introducing your kids to these. And even with Uber, and I love me some Uber when I travel, I mm -hmm. I put in, and it, it says my wife is so she'll, hey, he, he's just left the airport, he's went over to the hotel. And again, it's not because my wife doesn't trust me, or I, I want, if there's a problem, I want her to know. So yes. these are some uh uh, some, some positives for not only having uh, your kid online, but for having that teenage driver. Yes, definitely. Online. Yeah, that's a great point. So, so are there a couple of other positives to maybe uh, uh, having your, your teens online? I know you talked about resume building and things mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about the things that they can learn. So we talked a little bit about YouTube already, but I'm a we're a homeschooling family. And when the substitute shows up at our house, the substitute is the University of YouTube. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll usually I have a, a couple of channels that I really like and I can sit in the other room or sit up in my office and let them use the bigger TV and they can sit and learn things that I can't. You know, I'm not going to be able to. Maybe they're not my expertise. Maybe it's something that they're one of my kids in particular is really, really, really interested in marine biology. And we'll just sit on aquarium website, on aquarium YouTube channels for hours and just soaks <laughs> in that information. And just the, as, as we're saying, I'm a lifelong learner, right? Like I could sit and watch YouTube forever myself, but that's, we did, we need those boundaries. <laughs> Yeah, history type of channel stuff like this. I'm a, I'm a history maker. I can just sit and, and watch all day and, and try not to because I wouldn't get anything else. Done. Exactly. All, all those are really, really good things. So 
we we started out negative. Then we started out about some positive stuff. I kind of want to come back to 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 one more thing that could be kind of seen as negative, but not really. Where that team has spent a little bit too much time on the phone. Mm-hmm. How, how do you get them to scale that back? <laughs> That's a huge one, um, and a little bit at a time. Just. Uh, starting with small things and then slowly increasing it over time. Because especially if you have a kid who is just really attached to their phone, the devices were in, were created to bring you in and to hold you in and to keep you there. So it's doing a great job. <laughs> but we have to slowly scale it back and make sure they're, again, part of that conversation and say, look, there are things that you're missing that you should you should make sure that you have in your life that isn't going to be happening if all you're doing is consuming content on, you know, social media and and websites. So it is important to look at what their screen time is. Are they reading books? Are they creating music? Are they using the tools for something besides just consumption? Um, And helping them separate between those two things, because there is a difference in how your brain works when you're doing those two things. Um, but then making small changes, like saying, you know what, when we're sitting around the table eating together, nobody has their phones in here. Um, when, when we go to sleep at night, this is when you turn it off. This is when you can have it back. (laughs) And, and, and just, you know, and just increasing that. And again, it's helping them create that foundation that they can use for the rest of their life. Structure and boundaries, because no matter who we are, uh, Kids, uh, teens, or adults, we have to have structure and boundary. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, again, tell my audience uh, where they can uh, find you, find out more about you, and, and dig into some of these topics a little bit more that you've been talking about. Yeah, yeah. So you can find me on my website at www.thestarteffect.com. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Start Effect. And you have a, a, a current book out also. Don't you? Yes. Yeah. I have a journal. Um, so I created it for teens and tweens, but it's really great for anyone that is on the internet and it helps you take a step back and there's no eraser on the internet, but this book you could burn if you wanted to, after you write whatever you want in it, you can rip it up, black it out, <laughs> write all of your things in it and no one ever has to see it. And, uh, yeah, just, and it has some things about, uh, digital detoxing. So some of the stuff we were just talking about setting their own screen times, helping them figure out what's gonna, what's gonna help them going forward. Outstanding. So we're going to have those links and we'll have a link to this journal that you can, you can obtain from, uh, Sarah and moms and dads, everything we talked about here, the online presence and taking care to protect your child, to protect your tween, and protect your teen. And don't forget about yourself, to protect yourself mm-hmm. from uh, the, some of the negative aspects of being out there online. And you know what, Sarah, I'd like to have you come back one more time so we can talk about digital audit and why things like that mm-hmm. are important and about exit strategies when it comes to kids mm-hmm. and teens with folks. So moms and dads, Uh, That's it for this particular episode. So until next time, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links 
to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parenting Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was what said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.